0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan, and with me is a special guest due to Cody's hiatus. With me is the wonderful Greg. Hello, I'm the wonderful Greg. <laughs> the the, the one, Yeah, it make, makes it sound like you're a magician or something, but I guess for, for the uninitiated, can you please tell me a little bit about yourself?
1: Hello, yes, my name is Greg. I work as a filmmaker and a podcaster, basically content creation um most of my work is camera or editing oriented or like i said podcasts that's how jordan and i know each other through the wonderful yep. world of podcasting i live yeah. in new orleans and i have a little yorkie named thor and he's awesome Aww. and a wife and a kid Aww. they're cool they're pretty cool
0: too i i mean your dog is honestly one of the cutest out there so I, i'm i'm happy i got to see thor a few times he, he's doing great um but yeah yeah greg if if People remember from like maybe <laughs> seventy or so episodes ago. We did the Satanic Panic episode so with River fun. Flies, The Ugh. Other podcast. dude, yeah. that was that was so much fun. It just it's great to rant about just the sheer insanity that was all the Satanic Panic. And like eventually, I kind of want to do like another like thing about the Satanic Panic. I did end up eventually buying that book. Michelle remembers. The, like one <laughs> of the ones that like kicked off the syntonic panic. So, we'll, well, that that will happen someday in the future. The corrupting all... influence of the detour. <laughs> <Well, yeah. laughs> I think one of the videos that we like have like sent back and forth was like they were talking about the dice. But he's like, yes, and like they have these objects that have numbers on them, and they're sixes. And and when we threw them into the fire, they made screaming noises. And it's just like. Oh, okay. It's like that's probably the air escaping the dice, if that's even remotely true. I was
1: gonna say, who I mean, dice aren't cheap, man. Like, I don't know about y'all. You start playing D and D, you buy some dice. That shit adds up real quick. It's like they just toss it into the fire, all willy nilly. Yeah, it's like, Well, it's because that's it's the greatest the devil. injustice here is the destruction of a of a hot commodity.
0: <laughs> right, and especially then, it's like I feel like dice sets were not readily available as they are now, so it's probably a little bit more expensive. It's so like back back at the, the, the 90s dice sets. But we could talk about 90s dice sets of this, um, and destroy satanic objects all day, which is my other job, but our <laughs> usual. Greg, what have you been enjoying in the world of media recently? Oh, God, such a
1: big question. Um, <laughs> I will say uh, the most recent game I've beaten was Crying Sons, S-U-N-S. What in the world is that? Um, it... it you know Foundation by Isaac Asimov? Yes. So really, the the, like, the basic premise is giant galactic empire basically collapses and these two foundations are trying to like rebuild. Um, and instead of it being like 10,000 years of darkness, trying to make it like 1,000 years of darkness. It's, it's a whole convoluted plot. Anyway, point is this game is you're essentially like a clone woken up who was an at, from an admiral during this like great galactic empire that has collapsed. And you're trying to figure out why it collapsed and how to fix it. Um, it's cool. It got really repetitive, but mm. I love that style of sci-fi. It's like very dark. It's very, um, I don't know. It's kind of like Mad Max in space a little bit. You yeah, know what okay. I mean, that's kind of fun. So it was fun. And I, it, it was just like a fun taste and it was really cool pixel art. Uh, a lot of nice little visual details. It was cool. I, I was very impressed by it.
0: Um, is this a real time strategy? So I'm uh, looking at pictures so
1: it. you, it's a roguelike and you pick a planet you go to right in a star system Uh and random events occur and sometimes it's combat which is real time but you can pause to strategize
0: oh okay
1: it's kind of like a uh imagine like an incredibly micro level um command and conquer or something Um, but you're using like you have drones fighters and bombers and then a bunch of variations of those ships and it's like kind of a rock paper scissors and you're trying to take out the other ship so it's got a little bit of that ftl influence i don't mm-hmm. know it's, it's, you got to kind of play it but the moment you do it you're like okay i have seen all the mechanics of this game and other games you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah
1: so it's it's fun it was it was a fun take i, I had to kind of slog to the end but i mean also i've just <laughs> been Play, I've been playing the new Dark Alliance a little bit, just for a little mindless fun. Um, fun indie games like Emily is Away and Emily's Away Two. The occasional Hades run, but God, if I start talking about I, Hades, we'll take over the whole damn show.
0: I mean, we will do a quick second on Hades because Ugh. I still ha- like. I dropped out of it for a while. But I, I still have not been able to complete a run. Dude. The furthest I can get is to the Minotaur in um what Theseus, uh, Theseus
1: and Asterius.
0: Yeah. I don't, like, I literally have watched people do that fight so many times, but I still myself cannot, like, manage it.
1: If there's a part of the game I die, it's always either the final boss, which I don't want to spoil, or Thesis and Hysterius, because my build is just too weak, and I can't inflict enough damage, and so I just get a little down
0: so so do you uh, let see okay we could quickly turn into the hades podcast but do you just like do a like heavy damage build for that dude then, i or? play with
1: the gun so like i'm oh, yeah, just course, yes. soaking the battlefield with grenades like i just <laughs> am like i just i always go straight for the five grenade spread and then uh-huh. every upgrade i can get to upgrade that um okay. it's that's just my entire build is just carpet bombing
0: um, yeah, I, th- I think I might have to give up on the bow because, I like, bow. I don't know. I like the precision of the bow, and that like it's hard with some of the build stuff. You can, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the too two much, of them, yeah. because like the bow, the bow's is great for single focus. But as soon as you get the two of them, like just doing their thing, it's it's so it's so hard. I always just end up getting God, shot in the back. Do, by his like, spear. how do you handle the Hydra? Oh, the Hydra just spot focus him, and then just I run directly to the heads and I'm like pretty close up to each head when he does like the multiple heads. Nice. And just, you know, I'm I'm just, what I'm saying is I'm just good at this game, but apparently not good enough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, also just like on a quick little, I mean, I've been like reading a lot of good books and stuff like that, but I mean, Hades, like super giant, the the production studio, right?
0: I'm obsessed
1: with them. I mean, I, they can't make a bad game. Their, really their music is incredible. Like. Their stories are incredible. Even Pyre. Like some people like Pyre wasn't for them. But ultimately everyone's like, but it's like a beautiful game. Like it's just, it's such, that team is everything the video game industry should be. I'm so obsessed with them. I've been collecting all their soundtracks on vinyl. I oh, mean, nice. I, oh yeah, dude, I've got Bastion Transistor and I've got um, the 10th anniversary orchestral arrangements uh, oh, pre-ordered. Oh, wow. I don't. I missed the Hades pre-order, which I'm kicking myself for, and I wasn't collecting these when Pyre was being released. So okay. I'm missing two. I have three, and I'm like, I just—they're oh, so amazing. They're just such a good company. Anybody who just wants good, beautiful indie art and beautiful stories and really good, deep mechanics that are highly rewarding—just Super Giant. Anything they make. I-
0: yeah, no, I I was see because I don't even really like the roguelike setup, but I was just purely amazed. So many people with Hades that was a conversion point for them. How ripping Hades, is. yeah, it, it's because yeah, it's dying over and over again to get, like progress through. It was Like it's kind of like back to the old days, like with the Sonic the Hedgehog type things where you get your three lives and so you're done. But like that's something I was never really into. But Hades like. I don't even know how many runs I've done at this point, but it it just wrapped me up because like the aesthetic is great, the story is like great. They just yeah, like even when you die, they tidbits. reward you with good story. Yeah. Like the yeah, game never punishes you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it it's it's not like a um well, I mean it's kinda like a dark Souls. but it's not like a Dark Souls where there are things that are like punishingly hard, like the, the difficulty level stays the same, whatever. It's just based off of your build, based off of, like, what weapon. And and, and, I, and I like that, that you can mix it up throughout that.
1: And it's funny cause... when you beat a boss for the first time because it really does become an easier thing to cross after that. Yeah. And, like, you – especially now, like, I think I'm on my longest streak and I think I've had, like, 13 straight runs where I haven't died. Jeez. And, like, that's accounting – For the fact that sometimes I kill myself to get the story moving. And like the game, I mean, just, it just, it's so funny. Like once you kind of cross a certain threshold, the new hard thing is they have like a whole another mechanic in the game that makes it harder and it's very well done. Mm -hmm. But it's, the game like never stops challenging you if you want it to. It's very fun. Yeah, so I mean, hot take: Hades is a great game, but <laughs> yeah,
0: right. It's the hottest take. No one. But one's I've been playing it for like that.
1: eight months, and like I still every few weeks I revisit, and do a few runs. I just can't. St- I can't truly step away from it.
0: Yeah, no. I I need to go back because it's one of those things where it's like I I, I want to beat it. I want to get to the end, but you yep. know. Also, I, I just, I've been a lot uh, of it. Yeah, <laughs> quick
1: little sidebar: I was gonna say, um, two books. Definitely been reading. A lot of people are saying really cool book about modern conspiracy theory. And Predators Gold, which is the sequel to Mortal Engines, the really great steampunk uh, series about like mobile cities that just like oh, yeah. roll around the world eating each other's cities.
0: <laughs> I will say, I not had a very that good movie, idea of, <laughs> of, of. Oh yeah, I heard the movie was horrible. Like it looks okay. like pretty fun. And I was like, good. oh yeah, it's like. But with movies like I've known to just go into the book. Yeah. The actual action
1: scenes were awesome. And like it it just was but the everything else was kind of lackluster.
0: Yeah, I I, I've just learned like if the movie is based off a book in the like movie looks cool, just read the book first because there have been a lot of letdowns these days. Highly recommend Mortal Engines. Very, very fun. Yeah. Um, you got anything else on your plate?
1: Nah, man. Just been jumping around. Game pass a lot, honestly. But (laughs) <laughs> um fire i played gta 5 for the first time yesterday <laughs> a game oh, has been nice. out for so goddamn long it's on like three generations of consoles
0: <laughs> yeah it, it's it's basically rock city's um skyrim where it's like oh yeah we're gonna put this on every single console by the way everybody's seriously gonna like i think but it's yeah, on I,
1: 360 xbox one and the new generation it's on
0: yeah. three generations of consoles Milk it! <laughs> I think the only thing it's not on is Switch, which I think that will be hilarious if they put it on Switch.
1: That'd be hard, man. There's a lot <laughs> going on.
0: <laughs> I will say I have never, like, beaten a GTA game. I've only played it, like, up to the point where you get free roam, and then I just... Yep. You know, I'm just a horrible person. That's all I have to say about that.
1: I beat Vice City, story, and I Got really far in GTA 4 because that was the first one when they really started making good stories. Yeah. GTA yeah. 4 <laughs> was like really... I liked Roman a lot. He was like... Uh, not Roman. Uh, Nico Bellic. He was... His whole like taking like kind of the Eastern European route was really interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know very little about GTA 5 other than Heist and your three people. The only times I've played it, I've just driven on the sidewalks.
1: Hell yeah.
0: And I apologize. To everybody who's like appalled by that, I apologize. To no one. <laughs> <laughs> I, like just really quick back on the satanic panic thing it's like, it wasn't satanic panic but it was like where parents were afraid of gta because like oh, oh my god it's gonna turn my children to violent monsters and we can't have this games in the nah, store. you made like, your kid
1: a violent monster that what rockstar didn't nudge him along yeah. you good yeah yeah <laughs> it's, your it's like, that's your fault i remember like
0: and I Like I was growing up During that And my mom Wouldn't let us play Like GTA and stuff And I was like Okay interesting Like weren't allowed To play GTA Weren't allowed to play Max Payne um, more, No Mortal Kombat All that stuff Because you know Eventually we will Grow up to murder And see how that turned out <laughs> You're like so, yeah. Joke's on you ma I've got a high body count <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, j- Joke's on you Bob. I haven't been convicted <laughs> Anyways, so what I've been uh, doing recently is very little because I just moved, but um, I think the biggest one is uh, finally got back into reading some manga, which I feel like if anybody listens to that show, it feels like I read manga on every single episode. But I I read a recently finished Chainsaw Man. And I will say, wasn't expecting Chainsaw Man to be as good as it was because like, it just looked like this goofy, violent anime, and um it actually turned out to have a lot of heart. And like I- I'm all about that. Like we're we're in this like weird era of anime where we're like, kind of bl- blurring the lines between like the quote unquote genres, and we're getting more or less where it's like, oh, it's not really it's a it's a shonen, but it's not really a shonen, and sinan, but not really, but it's just like this interesting idea there's some fun comedy in there there's some great action and then there's some like serious heart in like serious like um trying trying to think of the words it's just in i guess insight on certain like things i yeah. I, I don't know where it, but but chainsaw man was something where it's like you you look at the cover you see this guy with chainsaws for arms and a chainsaw head and you think oh wait this is just like you know what this is going to 80s be. 80s action flick level. of
1: ridiculousness.
0: Yeah. And it actually turned out to be like something I truly enjoyed, like start to finish. And I was like, wow, Chainsaw Man was good. And then, <laughs> I, yeah, it just like, like I just like keep well, thinking, like thinking the about it. Hanna-Barbera going-
1: IPs, right? Have you read the Flintstones or Snagglepuss? No. never. Dude, they're incredible. I read them. They're incredible. They're, they're- DC got the rights to Hanna-Barbera comics. And really? Flintstones won in Eisner. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. That's truly
0: unexpected. They they
1: won an Eisner, and it's about like it's about Barney and you know it's Barney and Betty and uh, Fred and Wilma are monogamists in a polygamous society. So the whole thing's an LGBT narrative with Neanderthals basically being treated like bipoc uh, people, right? Like it's a what's the term for like bipoc citizens, right? They're just they're treated like second class and don't have the same rights and like half of the people in the town have like ptsd it's a very like crazy vaguely post-war narrative it's weird and it's very well done and snagglepuss is about the lavender scare um where the uh, not house on american activities committee the senate um oh what was the senate committee called
0: I have no clue. You're no, it was no,
1: it was House Un-American. So it was House Un-American, yeah, House Un-American Activities Committee um, were basically attacking playwrights and script writers and people for writing, like, having communist sympathies. Like, this wasn't Joseph McCarthy. Um, okay. This was the House equivalent earlier, and it targeted in particular um, gay writers. So Snagglepuss is basically Tennessee Williams, and Huckleberry Hound is, um, oh, not Twain. He's uh, Faulkner. no, 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 no. Huh. Snagglepuss is Faulkner. No, he's Tennessee. that's right. Snagglepuss is Tennessee Williams, and uh, Huckleberry Hound is Faulkner, and they're basically being attacked by like, the U.S. government for like communist sympathies, and basically being threatened to be outed. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay. Sorry to like so, derail your thing. I just like it. Just no, no, no. These I'm good. I'm just, IPs are incredible. I own both in physical trades, and I met the writer for Snagglepuss, and I was just like, "You're a god! Like you're amazing."
0: <laughs> it, it it is just absolutely mind blowing because like I watched like Snagglepuss and also the Flintstones a ton when I was a yep. kid, and then like hearing that they turned them into these like really in depth like deep comics like. Blows my mind. I'm looking at the art. First of all, the artwork for these is is gorgeous, and it's called Exit
1: Stage Left. Like, get the fuck
0: out of here! I'm just so like blown away by the idea (laughs) that Snagglepuss. They took Snagglepuss, and they're like, "Hey, let's give this some serious depth."
1: I'll send you the interview I did with the writer. He talked about like awesome. Yeah, um, we did. It was for another podcast. Like, I was just like doing video for them at Comic Con, and we interviewed him, and he talked about just like. He got the Snagglepuss IP and Hanna-Barbera sold it to DC and DC was like, what do you want to do with this? And he goes, well, the first thing I think of is gay icon. And he ran from it and he just ran with it. It's so fascinating.
0: It it just reminds me like, this is what like Riverdale is stuff wishes it could be. Exact same
1: wavelength though. It's the same wavelength of like trying to like really fuck with that. Like, cause when Riverdale came out, people really were kind of blown away. Right. Like what a weird way to mess with like a childhood IP.
0: Yeah, that's, that is, that's just truly, I am intrigued by all of that.
1: I'll end you it, man. It's so good.
0: It's so good. Wow. Yeah, no, really, like, on my side, all I've been doing is reading Chainsaw Man, and I think I've watched... Yeah, sorry, I hijacked all your stuff, so Chainsaw Man. Oh, no, that's fine. Heartfelt. Cuts right to you. So, Chainsaw Man, (laughs) it was interesting, and there was some good stuff, and, like, you know what, Adam, I think... With anime, we're moving away from that thing where it's just like, oh, only weird nerds like anime. Where like, anime can be enjoyed by pretty much everybody. And that's... You
1: and the, the, the Discord crew have been encouraging me. Y'all would make me want to read more manga and watch more anime. Because, like, I've yeah, always buddy. been kind of adjacent to it and I watch stuff occasionally. But, like, I still can't get over watching a little bit
0: of uh, Neon
1: Genesis with y'all.
0: And oh, that, yeah, buddy.
1: That positron rifle scene was outrageous. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> Yeah, like, really, like, get into Ava is really good because, like, I mean, that was one that's more of, like, a subversion on the mecha genre where, like, usually you get your, like, kid who, like, gets this mech and, like, oh, now he's going to save the world. But it's, like, but what would that really look like in a society where it's, like, oh, okay, you're, like, a 12, 15-year-old kid and your whole responsibility is to save the world and, um... Well, you kind of don't want to go on the battlefield and be subject to die every single day, and it's just it kind of like goes on to the mental health of these pilots, and it, it's just such a knockout um hit. Ava's great, um, and there's a couple other ones that are like surface level very weird, but do a very good job at like um certain issues. So the um anime slash mo- I I would mean. It, the manga is completed, so you can find it <clears throat> find it legally in your stores <clears throat> online. Um, but Dora Hedora is really Yar. good, and um, that that was one where, like, surface level, it's this like weird fantasy world where, like, there's magic users and this, and like the main character has his head turned into a lizard, and he's just trying to find out find his old memories and find out who turned his head into a lizard. But like, when you read the manga and like actually dive deep into it, like, it deals with like it has a very interesting like um showcase of poverty um it also does like a very good job like talking about the cycle of violence and different just prejudices between class groups and it's like this is something that exists in a manga about a dude whose head is a lizard so it's just yeah, I love we're, it. we're getting to that weird era where it's like, oh, everything is actually kind of deep and they're doing a really good job where it's no longer just like the idea of Dragon Ball Z where the most depth you get into it is Goku. It's like, oh, yeah, should I like kill this guy or no?
1: <laughs> love it.
0: But yeah, yeah. So if you, if you ever, if you ever, ever want an anime or manga recommendation, I mean, you you have Ryan. Ryan will give you like a billion. <laughs> but if you ever need, if you ever need something, I I got a lot of good ones. If especially if you're the kind who likes to either read on your phone or read legally, a paper copy, because that's what we suggest you do is go read paper copies. I can suggest some good ones for you.
1: <laughs> Yee. Yeah. I have to get some from you.
0: Okay, perfect. Ah. Okay, so now we have done the usual of talk way too much about. Achievement achieved. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, we just got the achievement for uh the intro of the show. So now Greg, today we are we are going to have a little bit of, a lot of bit of fun. I will go ahead and say. So <laughs> With with the because I haven't recorded since we did the story episode, so I'm kind of out of practice. But I wanted to do some worlds. Why Cody will also be away probably for another month or so. So um, I wanted to do a just another like on the spot like worksheet world with you. So I sent you the fun worksheet, and we're decided to go the chaotic route and roll one, which I'm excited. So I I, I want to give you the honor since you are the guest. I want to give you the honor of rolling for the world.
1: I had a die ready to go, but I didn't want to ask because I I wanted to let you have control of this. So it means a lot that you gave me control of the die.
0: I mean, it means a lot that you gave me control of the show because if you've ever listened (laughs) to before, I'm kind of a control freak.
1: (laughs) I got your back, baby. Good. (laughs) I'm
0: glad I get the space to be me.
1: (laughs) I have my nice little glowy, glittery, green, blue
0: die. Ooh. Ten. Ten. World, World where, where society, society is, nomadic. is nomadic. I'm glad we said that at the exact same time. <laughs> See, this is the in- this this is an interesting one because so I got some. Usually, ideas. when I build worlds, I kind of basically. Set set like it in a city, or set it in like a bunch of like towns or tribes. But like I kind of put this on the list because I like wanted to break away from that and see like what it would look like to have society be nomadic. So I, I'm I'm interested to dive into this. What do you think about this topic?
1: Yeah. So I mean, if I'm thinking nomadic, I'm thinking one of two things. I'm thinking settling some place, or post-apocalypse disaster right mm. like this yeah. is this is there there has to be an impetus for why people are nomadic right so it has to be a scarcity thing or mm. it has to be going to location or you could kind of go to like you know the the traditional narrative of native americans in in you know north america and areas south america right where it's it's more of a grazing style it's a little less sedentary mm. um so i don't know there's kind of uh, it i don't know i i i'm kind of just like flirting with like why are they nomadic that's kind of the core question i'm coming at this from i
0: i, I will say the why are they nomadic the first thought that came to mind was exactly that the uh post-apocalyptic thing because like the when i when i think about this i always like kind of try to like dive through my knowledge of mediancies like i think of like movies like a quiet place or just like any mm. anything that deals with like zombies or something where like the because it is unsafe you have to keep moving type of thing so 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 i i I think this kind of fits directly in post-apocalyptic if you want to go yeah i'm gonna let you take the reins a little if you want to go post-apocalyptic i will support that
1: well the other way to kind of think of it too is like do you go full-on like it just happened or is it like a more of a um oh what's the game uh horizon zero dawn right where it's like mm-hmm. way after right so i don't know i mean if i would say
0: i will say you're like welcome on the show anytime because you just mentioned one of my favorite games of all it's time such so a good, good game job. i can't yeah. well, e- easily my favorite game i've be- beaten it twice i honestly have the urge to beat it again so yeah it's just um,
1: Aloy, such a good character.
0: Such, a, such a good character. And okay, I was about to just again. We could easily make this the Horizon Zero Dawn podcast, but just really quick, I will say such a good character, and the setting of that world is just so, so good. And like you know, robot dinosaurs.
1: First game I played when I got my PS4. Um, good choice. <laughs> so let's see. You can here okay. here. Story on one earth. What would it be? Okay, so. I would say, let's say... Do we want to kind of go the D&D route where it's like a former kingdom? Because like, that's pretty easy in some ways. But I'm kind of almost like thinking Apocalypse, Apocalypse, Apocalypse. I
0: don't want to go nuclear war, right? I want to do something a little yeah, Yeah, yeah. See, that's, that's the things I want to avoid are nuclear war and I want to avoid okay. zombies. Okay,
1: we talked about foundation earlier, right? Yeah. yeah. Something where it's like a a a post-giant... Empire, whatever, like, just, it's the, it is the, the leftovers and the recycling of what, what came before some great empire, right? So we can do that route, and I'm thinking almost more like, um, not even sci-fi or not even, like, high fantasy, right? Mm -hmm. But you could kind of go, I don't know, do you almost want to go, like, steampunk with it, or, like, like, or do you want to go more digital like it is like more future like what do you what are you thinking where's your head at hmm. okay so or let's are you thinking see. like high fantasy like yeah where, where where are you going with that i think but the ruins of some former empire glory large thing i always I'm, I'm a sucker for that what can i say
0: okay so gonna just quickly knock a few questions off of the worksheet is it yes. on another earth-like planet i'm gonna say based on what we're talking about i'm gonna say yeah that's the e- easiest thing to do it's like yeah it's a round on, like, planet with, like fi yeah <laughs> Um, okay, um, do, do, do. <clears throat> okay, so, what, and I guess what we're trying to figure out right now is, like, setting slash time period, almost. I, hmm, see, so, so, so my mind immediately goes, like, you, you mentioned high fantasy, so my mind immediately goes that there's, like, some sort of, like, magic or some sort of force in this world that it has existed through and that, like, after whatever happened to collapse society or whatever happened, hmm. that that may or may not have either like we could go two routes that either gone away or gotten more. But I also, you know, I want to mix them and say that there is there is an ancient well, quote unquote ancient. There is a technology that was in this world that still exists. But it also we're going to like say maybe that there was a magic. You want to do something like that?
1: I like it you make it ambiguous make it ambiguous right yeah it's like innate but the source is unknown
0: i i, I like the idea of kind of like mixing like almost like a final fantasy seven where you have you know like what this i'm thinking of, of the saga Earth.
1: it's like yeah. the magic in saga. yes the magic and saga yes because it's like the whole thing is like it's not really magic but it kind of is right <laughs>
0: I, I love that you first mentioned my favorite video game and then you second mentioned my favorite comic <laughs> series. So <laughs> yeah, see, and I, and I like that because Saga does the thing of mix that, uh, like science side and that f- like fantasy magic side. And I like the idea of magic being more ambiguous and less like a D and D where you have specific spells or stuff, but it's right. like a thing that you can like tap into. Type of thing.
1: Yeah, it's called like exotic matter, and like it's just a thing they can do.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's just a thing that, like, you know, someone figured out. They held up this twig, it kind of twitched, and somehow they, you know, could um, use some sort of magic. I had an idea for that magic, but I literally lost it as I was saying it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. so. We got our kind of our setting world, so some sort of kingdom or magic exists,
1: but is not well understood in some ways. Yeah, no, that should be.
0: Real
1: uh, all right, I'm starting to I'm starting to see, starting to kind of envision things now. I'm liking this.
0: Okay, so um, so now our little worksheet is the population. Also, I need to get a new chair because this thing squeaks so badly. So yes. I guess. Who lives in this world? Are they humans, aliens, animals, insects, hybrids, monsters? What 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 is our what is our species?
1: Hmm, it's so tricky with that because it's like on the one hand you can go simple and be humans. I like having like elves and dwarves and stuff and like different groups, but. The hard part with those is, like, not falling into just, like, the typical D&D tropes of each group. Like, the dwarves like to mine and get money and the elves are snooty. And, you know, you just kind of fall into these trappings all the time. Like, even, like, the D&D campaign I'm running right now, like, I'm having trouble. Like, I'm really trying to not pigeonhole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, exactly. But I don't know. I mean, if we did the multiple races route, I would think almost, like, they don't maybe you go like the star trek route where like it's irrelevant in some ways yeah. Like, cuz yeah, star yeah. trek like is like a post racial society right mm-hmm. like they just gender and race and things like that are are like they're just not even at the center of the show because the idea is that they're just kind of past it right yeah. they don't wonder where their next meal is they don't really worry about bigotry and prejudice <laughs> right it's just kind of a society that's past that so if we did the multiple races, I'd almost want to just be like purely so it affects like your character's attributes. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. these guys are more inclined to magic. These guys are more inclined to this, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like that idea, especially like my issue a lot with world building is just be like, yeah, they're all human. <laughs> so, so I like the idea, especially if we're saying that this, like the setting that this is like a, an advanced society and maybe even was like, in because of the technology side, it was more or less futuristic. So I like the idea that we have kind of moved past race, and it's really just a character attribute rather than being something that is noticed yeah. about or like like dwarves create, have night vision. Society. That's just a thing yeah. they have, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like a society thing. Where it's like, oh, the elves are the ones who live in trees and do this, and the tieflings are that. I, I like the idea that's like, yeah, it's just a bunch of people's like, okay in our nomadic party, we have this guy who can see in the dark. So he like shadow our, like night. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of thing.
1: I like it. I like it. So yeah. So we can, I mean like for some, just to kind of keep moving. So we can just say like, there's a lot of the humanoid races you would imagine. There's dwarves yeah. and orcs and humans and elves and gnomes and, you know, fay folk and all kinds of people of different backgrounds and types and all yeah. have different, you know, just species abilities essentially. Yeah.
0: And, and then there's Terry. <laughs> there's just <laughs> then there's Terry. just this
1: fucking, this fucking Terry. It's just fucking Terry. That's Ugh. our big bad. That's our BBG <laughs> right there, baby. <laughs> so Terry. Like everyone's doing great. And then and fucking it, it, Terry. It the worst.
0: I'm going to say, what is the population? So because we're going Nomad, I like in my mind just because of that is population is more or less scarce and i guess that i, I i'm thinking that it's scarce and spread out was yes. where my mind was falling where where it's like you because we're gonna say this whole world's nomadic, so i'm gonna say that there's not really like a like a city type of thing or towns it's just more or less we get parties of limited numbers, or maybe even we'll get larger numbers, but because of whatever we're gonna decide with this world, we don't get too many gatherings.
1: Mm. I like that. Well, that's an interesting question. So is like is there something that threatens them at all times? Like falling skies where the anytime they gather in like certain large numbers, like they're easier to find, so they like Ooh. keep to smaller groups. Are they like being hunted, or they like prey?
0: I okay, so I got like fifty like million really, ideas yeah, that just yeah, happened. like, this at is once. like
1: <laughs> yeah, like you got me. You kind of got me off to the races here. Sorry, I hope I'm not blowing you up. Oh here. no, no, I'm no, like, no,
0: that's great because like I mean, we answered most of the like population questions. It's like where do they live? They they're nomadic. They travel. We'll, we'll get to that once we like. I think I think that's what really needs to happen next is like we 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 need to get to the why. Why are they nomadic? What happened? what 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 happened and what keeps them from gathering and um i guess what what are you what are you thinking on this one ooh
1: man i got some ideas like so i was mentioning falling skies earlier where it's hmm. aliens out of the problem yeah. i've also messed around with but didn't really take to outriders where it was like it's more environmental okay. um so that's an interesting way to do it Huh. I don't want to go like it's just like drones, right? I don't want to go like full Horizon Zero Dawn about it, but like, <laughs> right. I don't know. What if it's like
0: a pandemic no uh yeah see a, a, see i was about to say it's like because my <laughs> mind immediately is like okay so what stops society It's like oh it was a disease and then i'm like hmm maybe it was like it's a little too soon to just base everything off of a disease that killed like so they have to wear a bunch of masks and like they can't gather they all have to stay at least six feet apart um yeah yeah it was this thing called um like uh we can keep Corvus. it simplistic. They're not
1: like they haven't like rediscovered agriculture and stuff. So like part of the problem is just sustainability. Like they just can't sustain large groups. So we can keep it stripped down. But like, I don't know. There is something fun about the idea of like a threat. Like if they cross a certain threshold, something becomes a problem. It's yeah, you're saying the pandemic is like a really funny like touch point. I mean mm. I don't know. I I like don't I, a villain doesn't feel right. Like, I mean, you could do the, the Mistborn angle where it's like, Oh, the evil bad guy won. And you're living in a post society where the bad guy reigns supreme. So the nomads are like rolling around, just like trying to like not be harassed. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Kind of like, I'm kind of like, I like, I'm like feeling like a fork in the road here.
0: I, I, I got a couple ideas. One, I mean, we can go like a pandemic. Um, or, like, some sort of disease. Or maybe it was... Oh, oh, okay. An idea is overuse of the energy in the world turned things negative. And, like, maybe there, there was, like, a negative reaction. Like, because of the overuse of, like, whatever energy of the world that has this magic through it was, like, sending out a corruption or, like, some sort of, like, sickness mm-hmm. to people. That could be a thing. Or the other idea it could be is um technology like something happened where technology started to fail or like maybe they try to go too far with technology like a collider site type um situation where they're like okay we're gonna like make this thing and then that failed and it like knocked out all the um technology in the world and that caused like a massive panic and then we lead to many years later where it's like because of the massive panic and like People had gotten so used to the, t- the technology that they were not able to survive. Like you said, it's like they couldn't really farm anymore or anything like that. So that they had to A lot like, of knowledge was out. lost. Yeah. yeah, like all of that knowledge was lost. It was like it was like, yeah, you know, you put like all of your stuff onto your hard drive and then your hard drive crashes and then you lost all that type of thing. All it. of our histories, everything's gonna be in this technology, we're gonna rise up and then Switch flips and everything goes bad. But yeah, those those are like the two ideas that are like spinning the okay. mind right
1: now. Yeah, so we can roll with like they're just an inability to sustain large groups. So like yeah. these nomadic groups tend to cap out at like fifty to hundred. Yeah, yeah, something,
0: something like I, that. Yeah, I, I and I like I like the idea of like maybe even mixing the two of my ideas. Like they were using the magic whatever energy of the earth to power their technology and then they went too far with it and that caused issues
1: so like the land like even if you did try to farm it's just like doesn't want you to yeah it's
0: because it's because like like in areas you like you broke it like you sucked it dry oh gosh and now we're just getting into what we're doing today But yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, I, I, like, I like the idea of like, okay, in places you sucked it dry, the technology failed because they sucked it dry, and they were not able to sustain anything. So it caused people having to find areas where they could sustain. And then at that point, it's climate refugees. <laughs> Ah. Oh, God, is that two on the head?
1: <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, all right. So they, they can't gather because of practical reasons. Yeah. So what, what what's next? Are you going to go with what type of living arrangements? or uh, where, uh, I don't know, where are we?
0: Okay. Yeah, what type of... Yeah, what type of living arrangements do they have? Do they live in houses, tents, com- communes? Yeah, I mean, do they
1: like build something like pop up like little tents and stuff, or are they like living in ruins?
0: I, I like the idea of like, yeah, you know what? I, I like the idea of a little bit of both. Like, sure, we're wh- possible little caravan. Yeah, where possible. They live in ruins, but they, they'll like take the stuff that they found in the ruins and they'll use that. Like, are when, we just you know, are we just
1: like reverse engineering the Jawas right now? <laughs>
0: Yes, yes we do. (laughs) Hey look Star Wars, we're we're just we're giving you a backstory. Take this. (laughs) This this is what happens like long ago in a galaxy far far away. This happened long, long ago. There we go. Or maybe three longs. I don't know. This happened a while before the jaw was. But yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. What do you what do you think about that? As like a bit of because I was thinking of like wagons, like I was thinking
1: of like frontier wagons. Ooh, right? that's kind of fun. But they're like stri- they're like bolted together. It's like kind of steampunky, but also like maybe there's some like old digital tech, right? They're just like kind of like they've got wagons, but the wagons also have like broken LCD screens and like I don't know. Maybe that's a little. Maybe like maybe maybe we need to go more rugged than that, right? Maybe not quite that. I, that no i I,
0: actually, I i kind i kind of like that because then you get the idea of like scrappers in there where it's like the people who like because i i'm assuming that we're kind of far off of whenever society crashed and so you get people who somehow can figure out the technology and they're like oh hey well we can like kind of put this wagon together from these old things that we found and like hey it's like if i like you know hook this like LC- lcd screen up to something like we get power and we can kind of tell where we're going or something like that.
1: Sure, like old satellites are still floating around out there?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they still
0: somehow have gps occasionally.
1: <laughs> satellite phone. <laughs>
0: yeah, when when our worlds die, we will still have a satellite phone and it's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> So so I, I guess like so is that like that where you want to go with like the idea of like travel is to um, like they, they it, there's like the caravans of like you'll get people maybe like hooking up a bunch of these machines and the more we travel through ruins we get more and they'll stuff. have like
1: shitty bolted together hovercrafts and stuff. Ooh, I like that a lot. Or like you know, it's like some people have wheels, some people have like hovering things, you know, and they're just sputtering. I mean, it's like just just scrapping. I like yeah, the scrapper idea. I think I think we can go that route. I'm kind of I'm kind of vibing on that.
0: I, I like a good scrapper. What, what can yeah. I say? I, I, I like I like it. because uh, I mean, a lot of my background is watching a lot of mecha animes, and there was always that one person who made their robot completely out of scraps from sure. a junkyard. I, I like that idea of just like. Okay, well, we, like, pull things together, and now we're, like, you know, we're, we're helping our communities along with these things that shouldn't work, but somehow we figured out. I'm vibing. All right, so uh, how does your collective population relate to each other?
1: Hmm. We could go, like, the Walking Dead route, where every single group meets with skepticism.
0: Yeah. Or, yeah, or yeah. we could
1: go, like, maybe there's, like, a whole culture of nomads. Because like to reference, like I was talking about Mortal Engines earlier, right? The whole idea of Mortal Engines is they call it municipal Darwinism. And so the entire idea is like other bigger cities destroy the smaller cities and 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 use them for parts and scraps, right? Mm-hmm. And so like we could go that route where it's like highly hostile, uh, like almost like the calls in, in Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Um, or it could be more like, oh, everyone kind of like does their own thing and sometimes they're at odds. I'm trying to think of like... I don't know i almost kind of like the idea of everyone does their own thing but they're at odds a little i mean not really at odds like but they're generally just doing their own thing and maybe like this gets a little ahead of ourselves but like the whole if i was doing a game around this it's like you've got to assemble so i kind of like a weird burp there it's (laughs) like you've got to assemble the disparate groups like the greek city states right like athens can't do it sparta can't do it but like Are Athens and Sparta and, like, all the different city-states together can work together, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, the nomads have some threat. Maybe it's external. Maybe it's old tech. Maybe it's some nomad group that's gotten power-hungry. Who knows, right? But something's destabilizing in, like, your stories about, like, uniting different groups and, like, taking yourselves to the next era, essentially. Yeah. And so I'd be curious, like, it'd be interesting to make it so it's not that people are hostile but that everyone kind of like minds their own business. And like every time they've tried to gather together, nothing good ever happens. And so the whole thing is just about they're like, no, we keep our heads down. We live our lives. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that kind of thing. I
0: so along, that but where's your head I mean, at? Yeah. I, I like, um, like a, a little bit of both words. Like, um, where where they they're all out there and eventually they're going to cross paths because like i i feel like regardless it's going to be impossible to never cross paths with another group of people so i i, I like the idea of maybe like those who want to try to collaborate or those who are friendly maybe having some sort of symbol that like oh if you see this you know it's like okay well these are people if we want to we can head towards and we can kind of collaborate or but like maybe to an idea is like for the most part it's kind of they'll pass peacefully or or yeah like pass peacefully or like keep your head down and go the other way like and i mean that also arises the idea of there being a side of it where there are people who take advantage of that or people who are, like you said, getting power hungry off of that. And, like, you know, right. there's there's like the the attack side. So we have the sides of people wanting to collaborate and figure it out, the sides of people wanting to kind of keep to themselves, and then maybe the side of, um like, a villain type of thing. But I guess... What, what what do you think with those kind of handouts?
1: Yeah, I think I think we're kind of on the same page here. I think yeah. that yeah, it's it's very much they're just tribes. I mean, they're just moving around, and they, I think just every interaction is unique.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I especially like the idea of like yeah, if they want to work together, and like you know maybe like having like a trading type of system between them it's like oh yeah it's like we're looking for this type of scrap or this thing that can help us out so we have it but like having some sort of like symbol and maybe it's not like uniquely universally the same symbol but like some type of thing that if you saw that from afar you know it's like okay we're gonna be okay to go over to those people
1: oh interesting that makes me think of like the old like thieves speak or like any sort of uh like what um hobos used to use in like the depression, like like yeah. mid, early mid 20th century, where they would like mark places to like they'd have symbols to indicate like this place is safe, this place is not, you know. Like there's kind of like a, a secondary language that's everyone kind of communicates to each other. I'm kind of like you know what I keep what image keeps popping in my mind as we talk about yeah. this yeah, journey.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm getting
1: like a little, just a little bit of that. Right, not not quite like as uh, esoteric. <laughs> but like i don't know that image like i'm thinking of pyre which is another super giant game i'm thinking of journey you know i'm getting just kind of this like wanderer yeah um, not to not to bring fallout vibes to this but <laughs>
0: yeah, know I, I i like that idea and i also like um I, I, I like the idea of, like, maybe, like, certain nomadic groups returning to the same place, so maybe, like, a symbol of, like, hey, we come back to this place at this time so we can maybe, like, trade or whatever, like, not being, like, a set, it's like, oh, hey, this is a city, but because of the way, however, magic or technology works, we can't stay here, but we will return here when it's safe type of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, like, kind of like a, just, like, a little resource cache.
0: yeah. Mm. And
1: I am thinking th- about Fallout a little bit now because you do have like all those little settlements right you have like Megaton yeah. and all that stuff and like they all kind of like do their own thing I don't know it's it's I don't know I'm kind of liking this and like your whole like if you were a player in this or you a character playing in this world you're just like moving around dealing with local problems until something bigger comes along and now the relationships you fostered at the different locations you've been at become more critical
0: yeah yeah and- and I, and I also like the thing that you brought up of, like, having, like, a thieves-speak type of thing or having, like, like, having symbols and languages that, like, those who are in, uh, the initiated, uh, like, yeah. you see this thing, like, you know, and this is, like, kind of the thing that's passed through. It's like, okay, we we know this place is safer. We know, like, maybe if this place is, like, highly dangerous, they mark it with the, like, special symbols. So if they see that, we know to stay Far the fuck away from that.
1: Well, that becomes like also like a fun way to build world around like institutional knowledge and about Mm -hmm. like maybe like navigators are important, right? Like people who can not only read the terrain, but people who like know all the symbols, people who know like there's like hints of what's around you, and and also like know the different things that tribes use to mark for themselves. I mean, there's like you can build like a whole visual secondary language and culture around just like understanding place and location and communicating it. I don't know. There's like, there's a lot of like rich sociocultural elements you can really play with that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of like off to the races in my head right now.
0: I like the idea of that because that kind of like helps create like if we were going to make this into a game that kind of creates the class system like okay your character Mm. is one who can read the symbols or maybe your character is one who can understand and put together the machinery or maybe your character can like feel the magics of the earth and use it for whatever so we kind of like create the different like classes that would exist in this world and i I, I like that
1: now i'm thinking a little bit of um what's it called uh into the Badlands.
0: Oh yeah, i I like the idea because, like, it kind of makes sense of like what the nomadic party would be made up of. Yeah, was, was like, well, we can't just have like all people who like can like you know recognize what type of like natural growing food is edible we, we can't
1: there needs to be like a ranger group that's like running yeah. ahead and like identifying safe locations and routes yeah. i mean like that'd be interesting hook you know your group is like the ranger party for a tribe
0: mm. yeah yeah you know? I, I i like the idea is like because of Everybody's different abilities and like the different aspects of the world. We need like it's a necessity to reach out to different type of people. And like maybe as the nomad groups go across, like maybe you'll find someone who's like party came into some trouble and it's just them and one other person. So you take them in because they can do whatever. And I, I, I like that idea.
1: Yeah, I, I okay. I'm um, I'm 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 like I said earlier. I'm really starting to kind of see it in front of me here. Yeah,
0: dude. See the I like doing this because like I. I mean, I love sitting down and um, building my own thing, but, like, I like to be able to bounce something off of another person. That's the person. toughest part about being a GM. It's like you're kind of <laughs> just, like,
1: in your own world, and it's, I don't know, you'll you you you'll just fall into, like... And it's not a bad thing, but you ultimately just start rehashing your favorite stories. Yeah. And, like, there's a fun... That, that's fun. There's an art to it, and the people you're playing with haven't necessarily read and watched and listened to the same stories you have, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, I like the idea of, like, I, I almost... I've thought about that a lot as, like, can you co-GM a and d game? Like, I think it would be a really interesting exercise. That'd be kind of anyway. fun.
0: Yeah. Or even, like, like have, like, someone, like, yeah, co-GM in, like, writing the thing and then have someone do the performative, like, GM part. But, like, yeah, like, actually write something together. That'd be kind of fun.
1: Yeah, you, like, alternate, like, every session, you you know, you just have a little more control. Yeah. That'd be interesting. All right. So, what is our next question?
0: I'm gonna say, um, I think we can kind of do some of these uh, society things, kind of, because we've t- been talking about like how society is built up. But like, yeah. is there a class system? Who was rich? Who was poor? Um, I guess off the top of my head, I would say it's more based off of ability and necessity. I was gonna say skill number. sets. Skill yeah, yeah. sets
1: are the commodity.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like. Like kind of like what we were just saying is like, well, if you are someone who's like who's good at reading the symbols or someone who can like one of the junker type people who can put like it depends on whatever group of what the necessity is for them. So not really a rich or poor, but like um, what can you do and how can you like if you can contribute, then like that goes a long way. Type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Basically, if you can cook, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like you're al- you're always gonna need one see because now like my mind is like almost going to like the the, the pirate crew type of thing <laughs> mm. it's, just, it's like there were certain skills that were needed that like you wouldn't even think would be like a big deal like cooking or like being able to read a map or, like look at- be a navigator type of thing so yeah um how do the different classes relate to each other they all Build up of one nomadic group based on what they can do. So that's what I'm thinking. Um, I dig it. What is the family structure? That's interesting.
1: I mean, I'm not very creative with that. I mean, I <laughs> would just, I. my, my knee jerk would be I'd go like it's, you know, monogamous. It takes a fan. it takes a village, right? Everyone kind of works to the collective, right? It's, it's not starting to of sound like a socialist utopia thing, but. Uh, But for real, it's like if you're in groups of that size, I imagine everybody's kind of sharing responsibility. Everybody kind of knows each other.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, as far because the next question is like, are couples married, monogamous, polygamous? I I think that like it it would be based off of the trooper based off of like because you're going to be around like these certain people like for your for your life. And like it's you you depend on each other. Everybody like builds up. So I, I think that it's there's not really a set thing when it comes to monogamy polygamy where it, it's it just depends on the people it's like this like if there is a polyamorous or whatever type of group that's not going to be looked at as weird that's just like okay these people have been living together and they love each other in that way or w- whatever it may be
1: now all i can think of is like did you ever listen to not another D podcast
0: no i haven't uh, I'll like
1: it. just there's one of the jokes one of the she's a crick elf like an elf from the creek yeah and she's a crick elf and she the whole thing is that in their society nobody knows who's whose kid and whose parents <laughs> are who right like they all know who their mom is because it's like a yeah. mom and she's everybody's mother but they're it's all their dad and so the insult is like well they're walking around like that, and i know who their daddy is
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that oh, I, I, See you guys keep Bringing that up I really do need to listen To NatPod like you gotta Kind of
1: like you gotta settle into it I will Say I the first couple episodes it's Very well like production value is good the comedy Everything's strong it's not like it's like shittily Made and gets better is that like It's a little slow and the characters Feel like they're gonna be really annoying And stereotypy but yeah. they Actually it they're incredibly well done You just gotta like if you like listen to you go oh, and kind of like grimace at some character, like someone kind of gives you, you're like, Oh, this character's going to suck. Like just give them a few episodes. Like it's, it's, it's not going to play out like you think everyone hates a different character in the group and <laughs> everyone gets over it.
0: Oh <laughs> right. yeah. No, no, I'll, I'll <clears throat> definitely check. Like, I mean, that
1: like, says- even the Crick thing is kind of like, they don't know who their dad's and they all have one mom. Like it sounds like it'd be really offensive and fucked up, but it's actually like a really funny and well executed yeah. kind of cultural thing and like it's it's i don't know it's kind of ridiculous the whole the whole show is just kind of ridiculous but i yeah, highly recommend
0: the it. the dm is Caldwell Tanner right
1: Caldwell does the no 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 no. sorry not Caldwell that's a good it's um Caldwell is one of the main one oh, of, he's he one does of, okay, he sorry. does do a campaign for them called um Trinnyvale. but okay. the main one uh the chosen um is uh not it's uh
0: Oh, I'm blanking his name
1: Oh no anyway, oh no he was also in he was also in dimension twenty. Okay. um I don't know if any y'all listen to Fantasy high. he was I,
0: uh, I think I know who you're talking about, but I cannot Not look for Gorgug, wife but think but of he was like name.
1: yeah, he's like a halfling rogue in that or a goblin yeah. rogue or something I forgot exactly what he is. but anyway he's he's really, really good GM anyway. Yeah, because I, I know track. a lot of those
0: were, like, the old, like, college humor guys kind of came together.
1: Yeah, that's uh, Jake from Jake and Amir is on yep. it, too. And okay, he, the yep. whole premise, he's never played D&D in his life. <laughs> and so he plays with them, and he just embraces it. That that's dude, awesome. like, literally will just, like, start, like, his voice will, like, break on the air because, like, he's so attached to his character. That, that's that's <laughs> kind of awesome. I love that. Um, Highly recommend it. Uh, He's also funny as all hell. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, like that
0: that was again another like large part of like my growing up was like the college humor stuff was Oh, hell
1: yeah. Yeah. Who didn't like, watch college in humor? My god. Like
0: Caldwell Tanner with like the Draftee stuff like that they started. That that was oh, something that's that. Right. Like, I watched a lot of that stuff back in the day. But this is Caldwell's not another funny. D&D podcast. This <laughs> <laughs> Ah, look at me, look at me go. Um, quickly, do they have children? I mean, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I would say it's all training, and you know, but like
0: I, I, I also because I was thinking of this while we were kind of like talking about the like, monogamy polygamy type thing of like, um, there there be like another class or not no, not really a class but another like important part of nomadic group is like the caregiver for the children and it, sure, but I do like that being like an idea of the like children, um get taught by someone like depending on based on their skills, or like how the range, like they get taught by someone of whatever class so that like we can keep like having navigators or stuff. And then like maybe eventually they start their own crew of nomads and they like branch out type of thing. Maybe, Maybe it's even like a kind of like a rite of passes, like once you guys get aged, like you do like a test and then they go out and make their own either together or they find another nomadic group type of thing.
1: Yeah. And I think that like, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking about the children aspect. I'm also seeing this question about what is sacred. Right. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I feel like the two are kind of intertwined because mm-hmm. it's almost like I think that in something that's so survival based, it's institutional knowledge and like contribution are yes. so important. So, yeah, I just think that those two questions feel so locked in. It's like the children are like how the group survives. Like if, if you're in such a small group of like 50 to 100 people, every single person is like critical.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like the idea that like it's a lot of just knowledge that is passed down or figured mm-hmm. out because like we're, we're saying is like this is like very, very post-society, very post-technology. So like I feel like there's not really – too much record keeping because of the way the world works. So a lot uh, of it was like – um, it, it, a lot of it is word of mouth or maybe they do have like some things like that they carved either on – Somewhere like, out there is or,
1: the magical like, iPhone with a Wikipedia loaded on it already.
0: Yeah. yeah and, and I also <laughs> like the idea because like maybe that could be like a, a, like a plot point is like – those junkers being able to like restart some of the technology and grabs more knowledge of all of that. See, but then that yeah. goes to Horizon Zero Dawn territory. Where be, like, <laughs> <Lionel's type> <laughs> who, who was able to? Yeah, it's like that. That's just that. That's literally just Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> I love it. I also do like the idea. Like, I mean, you said it as a joke, but I do like the idea of. Finding le- – like and again, it's kind of Horizon Zero it's Dawn, but like finding the iPod and being able to like open it up a little bit so that you can see it's like, oh my god, look at all this knowledge. And we need to like record this quick before like the battery dies or whatever stops it from working. I like that idea.
1: Right. And like you can go the route that a lot of these types of stories go where it's like, oh, someone uncovered a weapon or like, <coughs> I don't know, someone's just consolidating power is cruel you know, there's there's always the D angle of like fight some goblins, now go kill God, right? You yeah. Kind of kinda of, it's that kind of thing. So you yeah, yeah. this this kind of world lends itself to various styles of enemy. Like I'm thinking of the Walking Dead, I'm thinking of Falling Skies, I'm thinking of Pyre, I'm thinking of Final Fantasies, yes. various ones, I'm thinking of Chrono Trigger, i you know, like there's just there's so many ways like you can steer into the magic where it's like okay maybe they had nanotech i don't know but doesn't matter if you know like people just like maybe that they they can like put their hands down and fly like iron man because their generations ago grandparents had nanotech that just passes down as self-replicating i mean you can literally make it whatever you want or you can just go like no they live it's like people on tatooine Go find the space carburetor yep. for your, you know, spaceship that runs with knobs and wheels. You know what I mean? You can go like kind of, I do it, it, it kind of has a ripe, not ripe's not the word, but just kind of a very, it, it, whatever your inclination is, I feel like something like this is kind of flexible. And that's why I think Saga came up earlier, right? Like, yeah it's the the people with the wings I forget what they're called they're the tech people yeah and the ones with the rams horns are magic but really it's just all science yeah. and they don't even know what it is they're like I say these words and a spell blasts out of my sword I don't know why it just does also I can go through space yeah. so it's <laughs> like they did the, the 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 why it works isn't really important right yeah. that's part of the mystery of it is that there is a lack of understanding which gives you the ability to make it as strong or as weak as you want which is kind of a cop-out but also as a gm very powerful tool (laughs) yeah and i I mean i
0: i do really like i i I like the the idea because because of the way like the different like we have the like kind of magic ish we have the junkers, we have all of that, the different classes, that also opens it up for the different types of storytelling, like you were saying. Like, um, you can go down the line. It's like, okay, well, maybe we uncovered a technology. Or there's someone trying to uncover a technology, like a la um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Or maybe there's a group of people who believe that we need to leave the technology alone. So they're attacking junkers who go into that, and that's your back end. Mm. Or maybe there is there's like your religious a fanatic new- route. A nomadic group who is like, okay, well, we we don't have those necessary skills, but what we are are good fighters, so what we go around to do is we conquer other groups. And it, and it just, like, leads itself, because of the way we have, like, over the last, like, hours set up the different classes, it kind of leads to you can... Um, Do whatever type of story you want with it and what i'm saying is the more we talk the more i kind of want to like build a campaign on this (laughs) (laughs) i love it um so really quick quick question before we get like more into history stuff is how do they deal with old age i think is an interesting question Mm.
1: that's the thing like is it like ruthless where it's like If you can't contribute, but like also institutional knowledge is valued. I don't know,
0: like like because because that that's that's what I'm thinking. Like we're we're nomadic groups. We need to be moving around because of the way this world is shaped up. But
1: elder knowledge like like like, like experience elder, is so like, yeah valued. so the older you
0: get like yeah you start to kind of like slow down so can you still keep up but the knowledge that you have is also important so old age i hmm. <laughs> i literally my mind went to the most horrible places was like we just leave them somewhere and then we keep going <laughs> what would you do for a Klondike bar?
1: (laughs) It's like, Um, well, I guess we just
0: launch them off into space. (laughs)
1: Nice. Yeah. I mean, I would say that you would in general keep them around because they're institutional knowledge. And like, if it's such a rugged land and like, such like they're probably not going to live that long anyway, or you can go like, Oh, everybody's got like nanobots in their blood. (laughs) So they actually like live a long time. You know, I don't know. Like that's, that's kind of very open-ended as well. I, my inclination would be it's probably a harsh world and you do what you can but like just people aren't gonna live to be a hundred you yeah. know what I mean
0: uh, yeah I'm, I'm I'm thinking that too like they're like for lack of better terms there's like a short turnaround time for it so like you were saying we don't have people who are like we have the person who's like 80 or 84 like the elder who's kind of just like I tell you the knowledge but like we we have and I and I feel like even as because it's a short turnaround time, like even the older you get, you still are fit enough to work. But yeah, I, I I think I think it is like a shorter turnaround time for life. Yeah, I feel really cruel calling it a turnaround time. <laughs>
1: I mean, just being clinical, baby. Yeah, we writing, we setting lore. You got to be clinical.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but but i i do think that because of the knowledge base because of whatever skill base that the when an elder or someone who is older passes that it is like something that is very respected and something that is like like maybe there's like a ceremony for the death or like sure it's it's, it's like a very somber respectable moment because this is also someone because we're (coughs) smaller like I'm thinking from, like, 20 to 50 to 100. It's a smaller community, so this is someone that you've known for a while. So when they die, this is, like, something that affects everybody, and there is, like, a ceremony or maybe even, like, a marking left. Like, where they died, we leave, like, this gravesite up or something like that.
1: Yeah, this it's just, like, super significant, and, like, it's kind of, like, almost like the passing of an era. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I I like that. That that kind of leads to again, more more campaign fodder where it's like we have like an elder who like passes away and this is like something where it's like now we have to respect them in some way. And I I, I'm loving this, honestly. (laughs) This world is this is great. This is a great good role on this one. (laughs) Um history. So what is the history of fantasy world? um i guess we can kind of wrap this all into one it's like what is the history what created the current circumstance of the story and like what is the catalyst for change can like be one topic of conversation sure
1: i mean i would say try and decide if you want like a mad max kind of thing or if you want like ancient horror or like 'Cause like it's always so tempting to be like, okay, you have to unite everybody, build the team, build the you, the alliances and and face the big baddie Lord of the Rings style. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yes. like
1: But like one thing I've been experimenting with in my DD campaign is that like the failure is the big battle. Like mm. they keep having visions. None of them are like, don't worry, these these guys don't listen to podcasts at all. They're terrible yeah. people. <laughs> um no, but they uh the the like the the whole thing is they keep having visions of like these Epic battle scenes where they're dying these heroic deaths, and I'm trying to hammer into them is that every time they do that, because they keep reliving this. They keep re they keep basically redoing this thing. It's all a convoluted story, blah, blah blah blah. But they've lived and died many many times, and every time they go the root of the big epic battle, they always die.
0: Yeah. And
1: so the whole idea is like you have to build alliances and build the relationships, but the ultimate goal is not war. And so I feel like maybe part of the fun of the story would be like, okay, they need to bring everyone together for the explicit purpose of stopping somebody or like maybe not being pushed by somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's kind of like almost like a big game of red Rover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you're just stopping them and you're stopping the violent action. I don't know. I, I I like, it's just so tender to be like, yeah, all these nomads get together and face the big baddie. But I like, want to like do something a little different
0: and i i I like the idea that like it's more case-to-case basis where like rather than there being one singular baddie it being like um just depending on the areas that you travel depending on that that there are specific things that happen like i said like maybe like there's a group of maybe there's a group of nomadic um people who are the villains and they're out attacking people or maybe it's like um there's someone found this ancient technology type thing and now that's kind of running amok but but i do like kind of that but with the basis of what you're saying with um a like like this is something that helps start uniting people but also that's not a permanent Uniting, I guess, is kind right. of where I'm where
1: so I'm like at. Fallout 3, right? Ultimately the goal is clean water, right? Yeah. Like like get this thing up and running. And they have the ultimate battle to get there, but that was ultimately the goal was like we need clean water. Okay. And so I think like coming at from that angle, like um I don't know. I'm I'm
0: Oh. Okay. I got two ideas. One because Fire away. Of- so we said kind of up top that like this was a mix of like they used their technology to suck the land dry and society failed slash there was like maybe a reason of driving people out like a disease or something um that drove people out. So Fallout was clean water, but maybe there's like a like maybe some of the technology, of course. In a futuristic society, they had to have some sort of, like, robot servant. So maybe there's, like, a corruption with the robot servant. So, like, when people go exploring certain areas, they get attacked. Or maybe oh. there is, um like, a, like, concentrations of whatever disease or re- whatever corrupted magic. So it is, like, people have to get together to find a way to stop the corrupted magic or like find ways to purify the areas they've gone into maybe there's like a like campaign to help make um a certain ruin safer or certain like area safer or there's something out there that like needs to that 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 may not be a permanent fix but it will fix it for that group that society at that time sure ah so I feel like I'm like bulldozing some no, of this. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. I get it. I get it. it. It's like much more localized problems. And so like the catalyst can just be almost regional, right? So it's like yeah. one area is a warlord. So everyone gets their combat fix. Another region is, um, you know, some disease going around. Another region is um, people are going missing, right? And it's rogue tech. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ways to, to, to go after it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You- it's
1: funny that you bring up, like, this whole, like, de- earlier you mentioned, like, the dependence on tech. Yeah. And, like, that's a huge thing in Crying Suns. that game was you about is that, like, <laughs> the whole apocalypse, essentially, like, the thing that destroyed the Empire was they were all, like, this is super, 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 super future intergalactic thing. And they, um, the robots that they basically depended on to do everything just spontaneously all shut down. And so the whole thing is about, like, we don't know how to do anything anymore. And your whole goal is to like turn them back on. And so it's like, if we just turn these back on, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's, it's, but the whole time, like, the whole game is almost like questioning that decision. It's very interesting. And so I think that, like, what you're bringing up about like these localized problems, like, yeah, it's that people go, like, well, if we just do this thing, or like, well, we found this, and if we use it, we can make all our enemies go away. And he's like, oh, turns out you like discovered a dirty bomb and like if that goes off, that's really bad. You know? <laughs> like it's just it's just that kind of thing. You can do a lot of a lot of like fun like things with it. I mean, or you can get really twisted. I mean, this is this is ripe for a Mad Max
0: story if that's your speed. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe maybe there is like a group. That, like, follow a certain guy because he has either a magic or has a, a control and technology. And they follow this certain guy. And there's a society built on him where he's like, okay, everybody must follow me. And thus, they're attacking other nomadic tribes. So, like, when if you go into this area, you're probably going to get F. Love it. Yeah. I, 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 I like the idea of, like, leaving it up to, like... You, like the catalyst of change was whatever what was the magic affecting the world and magic and technology affecting the world in some way. And because of that, all these different issues arose. And I, I, I like the idea that um, I actually didn't have a thought for that. As long as you start saying something, it's like, oh, there is nothing at the
1: end of that sentence. Sometimes I start talking and I don't know where it's going to go, dude. As someone with ADHD, that was one of the most relatable moments I've ever
0: experienced (laughs) with you. So (laughs) I will will say that that happens from time to time. Where I I have the thing, I realize I said the important part, and then there was nothing else left, and I'm just like, okay, I just set up something that has no payoff. (laughs)
1: Love it, love it.
0: (laughs) Um. Laws and government. I guess what are relevant laws in your universe that the characters must obey? Political again, like some of these kind of all go together. Like let's let's just in, discuss laws and government. What what's like the laws? Is there political environment? Is it? I feel like there's um, no
1: larger entity. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah, got to all what, be what's going communal. On with the law. I feel like it's got to be communal. And that's part of the fun is, like, every community you encounter is so wildly different in the same way. If, if you're doing a sci-fi adventure, adventure, every planet's different. If you're doing a D&D thing, every country is different. Every nation's different, right? Like, I think in this case it would be, you know, every tribe and group is different. You know, some group might solve their disputes by trial by combat. Some group might do it by gambling. Some group might do it by, you know, surviving the night. You know, it is, it's a... You can you can really take that any direction. That's a very like broad, I think another good storytelling tool. You just keep that kind of general. Every group has their own rules.
0: I think every group has their own rule, but I guess because of the way resources may are not more or less work. I think that like there's kind of like the unspoken rule of like, hey, yeah, we don't attack each other, maybe maybe
1: that most people yeah that not everybody and like that that's like gonna be the
0: thing that surprised like like it's kind of like the things where it's just like I, i i feel like even if we didn't have a law like most people wouldn't go out of the way to attack or steal or hurt other people but of course there will be that group of people that's just like yeah no i'm fine with that you know like well you guys are you guys are suckers. <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, you're you're nice and you're going to offer her food. Okay, well when you go to sleep, we're going to take it all from you." <laughs> love it. Okay. Um, you love to see it. You, you love to see <laughs> it. Um okay, magic. We're 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 all stuff. We
1: kind of touched so on that. Much. I feel like the magic we can almost ditch it at this point. I feel like yeah. we haven't really incorporated it. Um I don't know. What what do you think? I'm kind of feeling like the magic is optional at this point
0: yeah i I feel like it's optional but i I feel like the magic it's like a very light thing like it's not like someone's going to like call down lightning or use like dimension door or something on someone but it's Mm. more or less i I feel like it's actually going to be more of like a healing property if anything Mm -hmm. where where it's like magic could be like someone who could either like heal someone or like dispel whatever disease but like it's not like it's not necessarily like a huge battle mechanism they're not shooting fireballs yeah yeah we're we're not we we are not not like causing earthquakes like thunder clapping people we're not doing any of that shit love it um i feel like daily life we kind of wrapped up with everything where it's like we, we wherever we go that's like the daily life and we have the different groups or classes within the society that do their daily activities junkers going to junk um rangers going to range chefs are going to cook <laughs> Always back to the chef. Because <laughs> the shit, like, people don't realize how important it is to no, have the one right, guy who No, you're right, man. Cooks. Someone's got to make that stew. I just, like, I always feel back because it's like, oh, yeah, there's this character who can't do anything. Yeah, but can he, like, add salt to something and make it taste good? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, I think we can skip down to religion. I like it. What is the name of the prevailing religion of Satanism? Next. Done (laughs) I think
1: every group again Same thing it's like some groups believe in like maybe there's like kind of a Bastardized version of like the Judeo-Christian God and then there's like I don't know Cults of technology And you know people worship Like the road that they Travel you know I don't know It's like there's a I feel like The natural inclination Is that there's superstition almost like a wiccan quality to it yeah yeah and then, no, no offense to anyone out there who practices that i i i recognize all you know creeds and everything like that i just i get almost like this a there's like almost like a gaia energy to it where it's like you're you're worshiping almost like different important things in your life yeah you know, and, it's I, and the, I like
0: the idea of like finding meaning in the stuff around you as well because like you're traveling through and it's like maybe like as you travel through you you like no notice um kind of like like there there's like this force that protects you it's like oh yeah it's like every time like we we need it like it rains here and like that that helps us with like you know like our very quick day of toiling the soil type of thing but yeah yeah i i just like that it's based off of the world around you maybe there is like some like judeo-christian stuff held on from the world before that was passed down by knowledge maybe like based off of um certain stories of other nomads like, it's like oh yeah this guy like he had the wind at his back because whatever god helped him like travel get out of this situation and that's like who they worship or they like worship the technology or something like that i, I-, I think it's more of a necessity rather than a set thing mm. the sun god i like it um to do, do physical attributes okay actually you know what um other than physical attributes like weather type thing of the world like i think we're we're, we're close to wrapping it up what, what do you yeah. think about our physical attributes
1: i think ex- i think ex- like this i i mentioned pyre earlier like i'd love to draw from that like weather is extreme and variable so it's like you'll go to swamps where it's like the air can literally like make people sick oh yeah yeah. um you go to areas that are monsoons that are just like never-ending storms and like getting through them is like its own skill set yeah right like you literally can't cross areas of the world without the knowledge set to serve like you certain groups just die. They just can't make it. Yeah. And like others can. It's all about like preparation and knowledge.
0: Yeah, and I but mean just extreme
1: weather. Not even like not like fire tornadoes, but like <laughs> fire just tornado. Right, you know, but like this is this area has is a desert that, you know, to is the fastest way across, and there is a way through this desert, but you gotta know the right route and not get lost and you know be able to roll through sand and you know it's like that kind of thing it's a it's a it's a skill set you know
0: yeah yeah i i i like that and that also like because that that both gives a way of why people get moved like keep moving because you need to find an area that you can exist in and also kind of opens up another like class set where there is someone who is good at tra- like I guess it goes into rangers but go- who is good at traveling certain terrains or under mm-hmm. like certain groups understand certain areas better
1: yeah definitely I think like that's yes and that's also where like the wisdom and knowledge passing down like if your groups are nomads and they're moving around the world Then like they'll probably prefer an area, but they might like some groups might have more divert like they travel wider and other groups don't like this group only stays in the desert, but then like they're forced out of it, you know, and then it's like this group, you know, they just make the rounds. They know they can they've got a tank of a caravan and they can just get through any environment, you know. <clears throat> like the traders are like the most ver- You know that's where you can start creating like a merchant Class and like you can start kind of get playful
0: Yeah I like that a lot Yeah no no that, that's a That's a great like end cap on that Where we just have like a, Where where the weather itself Is part of the yeah, system Yeah
1: cause like that's one thing that's always annoying in D&D Is like it's always like It's always sunny in D&D <laughs> There you go um, It's like it's a sunny D <laughs> Ah there we go but like you straight up though it's like you the diversity is like the species maybe the cities and like if you're lucky someone can like really elaborate on a city and that's hard anyone who gives you a really fleshed out city is like that's hard yeah and so I think like you add more elements is another way to go about it so it's like okay who's here orcs and elves where are we the swamp what's happening poison clouds <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, like, okay, you put those three things together and you got like you got just a ripe story. And I mean, I think of like um did you ever listen to the adventure zone? Yes, I did.
0: Yes. See, I the
1: Stolen Century. Yes. The the poison mushroom planet.
0: Yeah. Yep. Right?
1: Like that was so cool. Like what a like all, I mean, literally, it was just a world where like people barely survive in small groups. And it's funny I didn't think of this earlier in this episode. They live in small groups, and, like, they go around with flamethrowers destroying these mushrooms that kill everybody, and they're just basically fighting against time. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it's just – and it's, like, that was one of the most vivid – it was so simple, and it wasn't very long, but it was very powerful. And and the, the way the characters all interacted with that were so unique. I mean, Taco is out, like – um he ever got what Zoom, but i know that merle was like building the church for like people to give them hope and like they just aren't used to having any sort of permanence and meanwhile um uh uh magnus like yeah. spoilers you know for anyone who doesn't you know this has been out for several years now sorry so but Magnus, you know, is out there with the teams burning down the mushroom fields and, like, trying to, like, help out. I mean, it's it really allowed their characters to be their characters. It's fascinating. Yeah. Like, what? Like they really stretched their legs there. The yeah. GM just kind of gave them a – that was a definition of here's the sandbox. And they drove that story. They decided what that world was on their own in some ways. Yeah. No, it's I, very cool. I liked that.
0: Yeah. No, it was – it's definitely a good bit of storytelling because, like, I didn't really even think about that until you mentioned, like, you really don't get too much with the actual weather or without the actual environment of D&D, where it's, like, I can think of most of the times I've played and it's been, like, pretty much, it's just summer.
1: <laughs> you're in a cold mountain. Yeah. You're in a field. Yeah. You're in a you're, forest. You're in a
0: sunny field. You're in a dark forest. You're in a cold mountain. You're in a swamp. Like, yeah, ne- you never really get too creative with, the like, the weather building. Which is,
1: and I think that's like a really – that can be a really well-utilized element. Yeah, yeah and,
0: and, I, and I like the idea of even if it's like a plain-like area where it's like storms can roll through. So like maybe your party is traveling through a like just a field, but um, uh-oh, here comes some dark clouds. What do you do next?
1: Yeah, and like – somebody who has the knowledge is like we're about to have like lightning bursts we need to like go hide in a cave
0: yeah it's like i know, you know? it's like i know that type of cloud i know what's coming we have to go to this or we are gonna get like even for all the ground we're gonna get struck by fucking lightning you yeah,
1: know lightning lightning takes no prisoners baby
0: yeah 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 Just don't pull a <laughs> golf club out during a thunderstorm <laughs>
1: But yeah, no. And then you got the people who worship the lightning and then they yeah. just see an opportunity.
0: <laughs> or, or someone because like they've always ended up like making it through these storms. Maybe someone who worships the god or whatever of the storms or th- of the weather. Like, like there's different groups like that. I, I, Me gusta. I, I like – I really – look, what I'm saying is – I want to do this world campaign because this is great. <laughs> I, I know it' was like it's, it's kind of like dishy to pat yourself on the back, but this is like a great setup. <laughs> I enjoyed building this. This was fun.
1: This is, is, and thank you, man. Yes, of course. This is such a fun experience. I love listening to y'all's show. I always am just like listening to y'all, and I'm like, ooh, that's really good. I'm like, no, that's fucking stupid. You should do this. (laughs) And now that I'm like in the driver's seat, I'm just like, oh my God, it's so much pressure. Like, like you're just coming up with so many
0: ideas so fast. (laughs) I, I like this because it's a quick fire. Like, because, like, usually I have a week to think of something, but I like. To just know what is the first thing that we thought of when it was Nomads. And we both were like, okay, post-apocalyptic it's okay. But yeah. how can we find a way to make that interesting? And I, and I, and I, I like the quick fire because I, I feel like it's another way of like filtering out interesting ideas. Because we can just throw stuff out and there's stuff that we like, stuff that we don't like. And then we filter that into something that works. And, and I enjoy
1: it. It's good. Well, your worksheet's like a really fun tool. It's yeah. like no different than giving the characters, like for D anD D, giving somebody like a questionnaire, right, to, to about their character. I think every, I really do think a worksheet like this is something that everyone, every GM should use. Like you need to be able to answer these questions, or at least like know what you're gonna hand wave away. Yeah, it's like I think that's a very powerful tool. This like this is more fleshed out than the world I've been doing for D anD D in my campaign, and I've been working on that for a year. Like it's just it forces you to get really granular and i really like that yeah it
0: it's fun and i'm, I'm glad i had you on the show like i've been I'm wanting you on for a while but especially this last like covid and this last stuff is just like oh, trying man. not to like go insane but i'm glad i got you on finally also like this i said so you uh mentioned two of my favorite properties so you're welcome back whatever the heck you <laughs> want <laughs> but yeah no this this was great um yeah i'm I'm glad. I i really glad that we did this today. We, we made something pretty fun. Um, Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate you having me on. So yeah, we're we're gonna close out. But Greg, what what would you like to plug? And I, Ooh. I know there's some big stuff too.
1: <laughs> yeah. So rumor flies. My boys Josh, Ryan, and I we like to debunk stuff. It's like not it, it's urban legends and myths, but I always tell people not so much JFK and Sasquatch yeah. and more like high school bullshit. Like when you were a kid, everyone said, if you drink surge or you shrink your balls, um, that's, so that's actually one of our episodes. We talk about that. Um, but we, we uncover all kinds of urban myths and legends and it's all stuff that people like repeat to each other at bars. You know, it's very fun. I
0: guess one, like, I mean, one that like I can like, call out as being one that was very interesting to me was the pirate myths episode because there was like when you guys talked about the way that pirates spoke or like they speak in Mm. media that was something that never crossed my mind it's like of course why would they speak with a specific pirate accent and that that
1: right they're they're an international
0: cabal you know (laughs) it doesn't make it it just doesn't they came from all over the world Yeah, I I I just that was one that blew my mind. It's like, oh yeah, how could I have never thought about like why would there be a specific pirate accent? Yeah, I mean, admittedly, I hadn't either until we did that. Yeah, (laughs) so Um, so yeah, yeah, you guys have more to look forward to with that show. Like I've listened to every single episode except for I haven't not yet listened to the new one, but yeah, it's okay. It's 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 a great, great, great series.
1: Yeah, and um, check out—we um, are the Educated Mess Network, Woo! a podcast network that the our first colleagues and compatriots in it are Jordan and Leah of the Side Characters, Aww. another awesome show I'm sure you plug. But um, they are—they joined us in this interesting experiment. We just launched the network two days before this episode was recorded. Um, It is officially out there, educatedmessnetwork.com. If you want to check out Rumor Flies, you can find us there or rumorfliespodcast.com. We also launched a true crime show that is less centered on the more graphic side, less about like physical and sexual assault and more like white collar crime and arson and art fraud. And our first episode is about the great train robbery in the UK in 1963, to kind of give you an idea. So that's uh, a new show we're doing. So, yeah, check out Educated Mess Network. Check out Rumor Flies, Everything But Murder, which are a true crime show. I don't think I said the name. It's called Everything But Murder. And, of course, again, the side characters because
0: Jordan and Leah are wonderful. Thank you.
1: Also, just really – And pre- check out your boys at World Show. World show!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, Really quick, the Everything But Murder is, like, a great idea because, like – I, I listen to a lot of like true crime, like the murder podcast, but there is always that part of me that does feel bad because you're listening and enjoying hearing something where someone like the whole point of the show is someone got brutally murdered. But I, I like to. Well, idea that was our of- whole
1: discussion: is that like we don't want to knock people, yeah. like. But I mean, it feels a little voyeuristic yeah. sometimes, yeah. and so it kind of like we just it didn't sit right with us, and and we're not we're not calling out other shows, you know. We we I'm come from a documentary background. I really respect the idea of you know doing investigative journalism about uncovering these stories, but we just were like, okay, we like true crime, but we don't like that side of it personally, and mm-hmm. so this angle on true crime felt much more natural to us it's more and here's the thing there's no such thing as a victimless crime right like yeah. these stories are going to probably have people who die people who are traumatized like people who are hurt right we're not sitting here saying well we're only covering crimes where no one gets hurt that would not be accurate but it it, it feels a little different and i could go on and on but i think you kind of yeah. get my
0: point and, there and, like, and i like that idea because it's open to people who like the documentary side like the like learn the edutainment side of podcasts But like... Either don't want to listen to the murder side or like, you know, don't find that interesting. And it's a good to because I feel like a lot of these murders, because I've listened to podcasts that have both covered the same murder before. And it's like, yeah, but like you don't really hear the other side of it with the everything but. So, so yeah, everybody check out Educated Mess, check out Everything But Murder. And my plug, of course, check out the side characters podcast where we talk about cultural diversity in nerd culture.
1: I love y'all's show. I really do. I love World Shop. I cannot say that I've listened to every single episode, but I've listened to dozens. Well, thank you. And I really enjoy this show. I love the exercise. I get so many good (laughs) ideas from it. And I love the side characters because y'all are just so goddamn blunt. Like, there's no... Tiptoeing around it in a way that like, and maybe it's cause like I'm trying to be a woke white dude or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know. Right. Like there's all kinds of hangups I have, but like when I try to talk about sensitive issues, I'm like very cautious and trying to like not speak on something I can't, but also try to help people feel represented. Right. It's kind of like a very, it's, it's a tough exercise. And like you two are just kind of like, here's my experience. Here's the problem. And like, even if there's a take, I disagree with. You're just like, this is what I think. Like this, this is the problem. Here's how it can be fixed. And I think there's something powerful about like being direct and also saying like the only answer is to stop doing it. Like there isn't a conversation, really, right? You yeah. know, you're kind of like, and, and I'm not even making us on closed-minded. It's like you're just kind of like, representation matters. So represent people. The end. Like that's like that's it. Like, do it. Just do it. Just stop. Not doing it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I guess that's the two sides because we do the, a lot of deep dives, but there's times when it is just like, yeah, this is something that happens a lot in media that just makes me mad. And it's like, and the, I can like,
1: hear it in your voice. <laughs> you'll tell these stories.
0: I'm interrupting you, I'm being oh, an no, asshole. But I'm like,
1: I remember like, but you're like straight up though, y'all too, and you'll be like, you'll say, like, I read this thing and it made me feel like shit. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not cool. Like, like when I read a comic book, I feel awesome. <laughs> Like, why can't you? Yeah.
0: And, and it, it's like the the balance of deep diving slash um, like complaining. But like, I, I like doing the show because it, even I get like an eye opener. And there have been things where I've um, either liked and was like, oh yeah, it was fine. Representation wasn't the greatest, but it was fine. And then we like do a deep dive on them. It. It's like, oh yeah, no, that was actually more way more problematic than I thought it was. And it, it, it's it's good to. Um, be critical of the things you like but also understand that yeah there's gonna be issues with literally everything out there but it's the drive of talking about it first and then finding a way to make it better and th- th- there's like that side of it where it is a, l- a lot of times it does kind of dwindle down to it's like yeah support indie artist because the media machine kind of sucks it's um it's marketing it's like tire ups believe that now I'm just doing sidecares. But higher-ups believe that certain things sell to certain people. Why don't we start supporting the people who don't care about marketing and want to create their ideas? And that's.
1: And I also don't want to mischaracterize it like y'all are just up there like grinding an axe all day. (laughs) Oh, I I am. You talk about (laughs) things that you love, and you're like, this show was amazing. Look at all these wonderful characters. Wasn't that plot point cool? Like, you like lasers and explosions. You're not like, you're not boring.
0: I mean, it's like, (laughs) you like to see shit go explode like every good American. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it it's it's a lot of fun and i'm i'm so happy that like you guys reached out to us to do educated mess and what we we've been on a hiatus because leah's been phd and i just moved but we're coming back we just um picked up-
1: they've got so many good episodes y'all don't like just get yeah, on it there's
0: only there's <laughs> only a handful so you guys can listen and then beg for more so many but good we, episodes we got- just get on it eight eight episodes that we've planned out that we're going to start writing and doing stuff so expect that to be coming soon it's going to be some great stuff but yeah that's that's the big thing that i got is um side characters and then the other thing if anybody wants to um look into the void and see the yes! ugliness staring yes! back at them you can check out yes! my uh, stream that i do with my friend Trin on twitch.tv forward slash flowem P H L O so O E M, where we do chaos fiction theater and like i said it is looking into the void to see the ugliness staring back and we find the worst and weirdest of all of the um fan fictions out there and we read them Verbatim, <laughs> it's really bad. And they have all time.
1: kinds of fun mini games. Oh my god! <laughs> how I, like you become this I'm dog? like just sitting here, like gripping my chair, wanting to just scream about how much I love this show. Thank you.
0: Uh, I, I it's it's what it's one of the crazier but better ideas that. Do come you want to watch with. Jordan suffer? Watch Chaos Fiction yeah. Theater. Like, because you'll see the side where we're having fun, and then about an hour in, you'll see the flip of it where we realize what we've done to ourselves. <laughs>
1: And you're like, there's eight more pages. Yeah, yeah. We're doing
0: Star Wars right now. And I think we're only on chapter 32 out of 82. So that's that's just to put put it in perspective for anybody wanting to check out the show. But yeah, yeah, please check out Educated best and check out um Flies. and just like follow everything Greg does because he puts his heart and soul into it. And I do want to say that. Like I appreciate how hard oh, you work cool. at your stuff. And yeah, so that's that's all I got. You got anything else?
1: nah man i appreciate i mean this has been such a long episode (laughs) i appreciate you just letting me ramble and shout and do my thing man
0: always leave the people wanting more and we left like three weeks ago (laughs) like left that story episode so now people could like where's a good episode here's an hour and a half hour 40 of just fun times all right so um yeah i'm gonna close out thank y'all for checking us out and um yeah we will catch y'all on the flip side bye Mãe!